What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Big Thing. Welcome back to the Rewatch series here on uh, the channel. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're almost almost done. Holy crap, we are. Far From Home is the episode today. It is the lead-up to No Way Home. And yes, the trailer came out. We'll talk a little bit about that for sure. Um, we also watch these scenes from Infinity War and Endgame because that ultimately leads to this movie, the same way that Civil War led up to um, Homecoming. Yes, Winston A. Marshall is here. Yes, Koi Jandrew, the very elite Koi Jandrew who got to uh, moderate like a, a said panel that we'll also talk about soon. But a lot of fun here, guys. We're excited to get going. This is going to be a blast. So join us, everybody. Here is the rewatch. We're doing a rewatch. Squirrels still M&Ms. <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Nice to have you back. Oh, man. Almost done with this rewatch series. It's fun. It's exciting. It's a bit sad. Well, I, don't, I shouldn't say the rewatch series in general is coming to an end, but the Spider-Man rewatch series. And I am here. Winston A. Marshall is here. And... So what's up, dude? So stop holding back like you got a big secret. How did it go? You, <laughs> dude. I have my own story about this, you, but I want to hear. I want to hear you first. You texted me. I was like, yeah. Like I didn't know how to like if it was. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Finish your story first because I have a story about you hosting that, which oh, is hilarious yeah. to me. Yeah, okay. What, so. Okay. So so the preamble is it all started with Jake Gyllenhaal. So okay. I I was doing the Jake shot. Look at that. Look, look at that. At that bro. Also, look at his smile. <laughs> bro, bro. He yeah, didn't, I'm happy. You, 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 like, act like you've been there before, bro. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't even know. Well, dude, I'm standing next to the I Spider-Man. know. I'm laughing because Tom's just like, hello, uh, Look, I'm Tom Holland. Watch this. I mean, you guys, that audience was literally the coolest concert space. Like, I was vibing, no, man. Just, I'm, I'm cheesing just, hard. I, I would be super cheesing. I, mean, I don't blame you for cheesing. I'm just laughing because, like, looking at him, he's like, hello, uh, yes, there's uh, the trailer here. And Corey's like, hey, you guys, it's, it's the Spider-Man. Did you know the Spider-Man? <laughs> All right, so tell me, so tell me about oh, it. Oh, shit. Oh, is he there? Oh, is he I there? thought it was the squirrel nigga. It was the dog. <laughs> there's my one. How did he get out? I don't know. Right, here, you guys. Hi. You guys talk. Hi. All right. Is he safe to pet now? Is this no, safe? No, 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 okay, I'm glad I'm not. He's I'm right glad here. I, he's he's running right around. Hi, buddy. Uh, yeah, the shots and stuff. I want to make sure. Okay, we're flying in. We got a puppy flying in. Puppy flying over. We got a puppy flying over. Oh. Oh, my heart. I thought it was the squirrel, dog. I thought it was the squirrel. How big was that squirrel in your mind? For those two seconds, did you actually visualize a 10-pound squirrel? Dude, I thought it was over. Like a full, like, okay, this is how I die. This is it. Okay, so for those no that one don't ever know, anticipates that squirrels are going to get you, but it happens. For those that don't know, Christian apparently has had a squirrel attack where this dude keeps coming in. There's a Paddington bear like cookie jar, and this thing has gotten smart enough <laughs> to pull the head off the Paddington bear, steal M and M's, and run off. So, <laughs> so your I brain. straight up the my brain after Christian telling us this and that he's not scared of people. He just does whatever he wants. My brain is going when this dog is climbing up my legs. Oh, oh shit! The squirrel's taking me away. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought it was a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, that was like I just didn't know. So, so this squirrel, by the way, I talked about it on yesterday's show uh, or Wednesday show rather. So this this squirrel, he can't. He's been in here. I can't even tell you how many times he's been yeah. here because I haven't seen him. I only saw him. I knew that. I saw him the first time I caught him, he, he ran out. Then my daughter said he was approaching. 
You know, the door, she's like, <laughs> she, she was playing Xbox. She's like, he's right by the door. He was right there. And I go, all right. And then I caught him. I was on a phone call at work. He's going through the Paddington thing. He steals M&Ms. He runs off. Yeah. So the little bastard was in here again yesterday <laughs> after I did the show. So at least three. Dude, dude. Probably 30. If you've seen three, it's 30. If the door was oh. open, he was here. So now the door is always shut. Yeah. But I try to crack it just a little bit. I want that playback. That's it the was, clip out of this week. Was, Last I week, we found out I picked. So this hard. week, we saw you versus Squirrel. I know I only get one, and that's on SEN, not on the big thing. But yeah. so, that was pure terror. No, no. Yeah, I, I, I why, felt This it. is why I'm not allowed to go to Not Scary or to Universal Hollywood Horror Nights. Because I will literally scream exactly that at every monster and just, like, just... just. But that was just an adorable pug. Oh, so, it was so cute. Very and once cute. I looked down, once but at the time, the tug, yeah. I felt the little ankle nip, and I was just like, I should be more afraid. Then I looked, and I was like, okay, <laughs> well, because good. Because you panicked first. Yeah, no, you I went, definitely you went, you went, you went. So I almost did the black thing where I got <laughs> it and ran through the wall, bro. Like, well, that, was, but, I mean, so that's Spider-Man. Okay, so, uh, so no uh, way home. Yeah, but so, uh, well, let's, well, right, so a couple different things to, to try to steer this back on track, if possible. Good luck. Last week, we had the uh, the realization you guys worked with each other. This yeah. week, we have squirrels and dogs. Very intense. Things are getting real in the big thing. It really is. All right, so getting into to the first thing here and that I almost is, made big thing in my pants yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can smell it uh, so the, the trailer drops we've all discussed it at length on, on all Blurds in the Hood uh, you've been watching you've been on Real Rejects talking about it but the event itself it gets there the hype for the trailer just seemed unreal in general online what was it like at the actual uh, there was event? nothing like that audience which is actually i was cheesing as much about the audience as tom because tom tom is very like reserved and british and very yeah and i'm so used to being like hey what's going on and people being like back at the energy and tom's just like ha like he maintains this very poised <laughs> yeah like it doesn't leave he's wiping that. his eyes though for Dude, like he, years no yeah. he got no he gets emotional yeah. that way he doesn't yeah. get emotional big he right. gets emotional right. inward like he's a thespian yeah he's actually probably out of like i've interviewed hundreds of actors out of the hundreds there are very few that maintain this poise of like I'm an actor right. and the dude is just so centered so focused but what I loved is I was watching Tom Holland the fan and Tom Holland the actor simultaneously yeah. mm -hmm. when he was watching that trailer he was with the audience and he, he we had an, another area for him he literally left that area sat down with the crowd That's to watch fun. it That's so cool. Tom just wanted to be in it That's so cool. and like to see him feel the memories of filming it which is longer ago than we would have normally had right, so right. there's some nostalgia also seeing him see the, all the special effects done he'd seen the trailer but never on that big of a screen sure. so all of those emotions mixed with him loving peter parker so much him loving the fandom so he was emotional because that crowd i've been in so many of these i've never been in a crowd that felt like woodstock really? there was not a moment there was not a seat there was not a space in that room that wasn't me at I a 12 me at a 12 well, that's why you're like, there at that that's point, why I was right me. yeah but look so the other the other thing is and I want you to be honest with me here. Okay. How happy were you when Toby didn't show up? Because you would have to be honest. <laughs> did you no, did you guys watch the, did you guys watch the footage? There's, I didn't get no, to I see didn't everything. Okay, so there's a moment where I go, and now we're gonna welcome Spider-Man himself. And there was a slight pause before I said Tom Holland. And in my brain I went like, if I just said Toby. Right. Like well, how much of a monster would I be? I would uh, never you, work again. You would. You would be. An, yeah. I'd never work. But uh, yeah. but I thought of you guys, which is the credit I'm giving this show. That there was a moment where I thought of you guys while I was introducing the yeah, real well, Spider-Man. Yeah, Winston, so he funny. didn't think about it was enough to mention the fucking show. I'll no, no, no. You had all this free time. No one even you should have done. No one even knows my name yes, at the event. That's right. I literally am like I gained like seven TikTok followers. But that's that's actually the funny part. No one cares about it. Yeah, I'm Tom Holland. I know how much you work i know these things that you've done in these interviews and i literally think to myself when you're watching anything like this you go who the who's that guy, guy? who's this like, guy because i'm no. not tom who's holland this guy? 
But like at the same time, I was like, oh, there's Koi. Right. Like well, they actually us. wanted a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. they actually wanted a real of fan. Course, of course. And that's why. So, okay. so that's why they picked. It's a, honestly, though, it's a credit to you that nobody was paying attention to you. I wanted to be it's subdued. A, I wore dark clothes. It's, it's, I talked. Like I tried to be. It's much better for them to either say one or two things. Oh, yeah, the host is good. Just kind of off. Yeah. That, that's the best compliment that you can get as opposed to. I just wish it would have someone else. Right. No, I've not seen any right. talking no, no, shit. No, no. Well, I no. saw Sony thanked me for being like, it's about Tom in the trailer. Yeah. And I, I struggle with that. I do most of my own shows as monologues because I'm not right. going to sharing spotlight. But like, this is something where I'm like, no, no, this is good reverence, bro. Thank you. So, but like, it's, it's, it's an effort. <laughs> so like, with I, Tom, I, I want to like, make sure. I like hearing from you very much. Winston, so uh, <laughs> you, you were saying? <laughs> Please stop talking. What was that, Winston? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what, what's your story? Because my, my, my half of this yeah. is a buddy of mine. They called I, you first. They were like, yo, we're well, close. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, close. No. So a buddy of mine that I work with on Citizen, he has been uh, like the go to guy for like red carpets and shit on Marvel's end. Yeah. So Marvel called him being like, we want you to do this, whatever. But obviously, this is more of a Sony movie than a Marvel movie, technically. So Sony, like over they were like, no, we already got somebody. And I was just like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Whoever this dude is, is a, <laughs> an effing prick. Uh, he's not going to do nearly as well as you. But also because by him doing that, he was like, I can't make work and this thing. Can you take over my shift? So I'm like, I'm about to make some money. Oh, that's uh, homie so, about to do so the, the trailer. So I screwed your buddy release. and you And over. so then when I was like, is that <laughs> That's all. I was like, bro, is that you at the trailer release? Correct. And you just like nothing for a minute. They're like, oh yeah, that was me. And I was like, ah, I'm happy for you, but all you right, some so, bitch. So the trailer itself, it drops. We we all, you know, overall Insane. thoughts. We like it a lot. There's Good. so many theories that we have coming out. Obviously, after all the movies, and it's. I have to tell you though, the rewatch has helped tremendously. Yes, because yeah. there's, and I even watching some of the the comments on because I did a trailer reaction when it dropped and looking at all the the comments there. People are like I haven't seen this movie in a while. I'm like, well, I watched it two weeks. Ago. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and knowing that certain things that had happened and being able to pick things up that were yeah. happening. Um. So we lead into this rewatch of here today, of Far From Home. Mm-hmm. And we start with the scenes that happen. Infinity War, uh, it's Tony and, and, and Spider-Man on, on the mission together as they uh-huh. now first meet Doctor Strange also, uh-huh. which is... Uh, which Interesting is, to tie into where we're going. Ties into all yeah. of this. Yeah. So uh, re-watching this yesterday, Winston, what, what were your thoughts kind of leading up, up until uh, all of this? It was, I mean, it was really great. I think we got to the nitty-gritty of what is making this Peter Parker, Peter Parker. And I think... <sighs> I can say once we get to Far From Home, I know why people love to say this is too Iron Man Jr. This but I one. Don't, but I don't think it's as bad still as people are were building it up to be because I think where we are in the moment is so different than where we end up. Sure. So I think when you look specifically at how this is really more than anything about Peter maturing into the hero he's going to be while traveling through space with, with Tony, you know what I mean? It really is just about their relationship. And essentially where this is his superhero Uncle Ben, more yeah. or less. Um, and so I think it's important in that regard. In the same way that when Peter becomes Spider-Man, Uncle Ben is on his mind all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what ends up happening with Far From Home. And there is this idea. They keep throwing out, are you the next Iron Man? Are you the next Iron Man? And they ultimately are like, no, it's not that. It's that he needs to learn how to be his own man. He needs right. to learn how to be his own superhero. And that they are continuing that narrative from uh, Homecoming. So seeing this in Infinity War and Endgame and like the hug when he's like, oh, Mr. Uh, yeah. Mr. Stark, it's crazy. And uh, you remember we were on that planet? Yeah. And and then yeah. I saw and Mr. Strange, and then he brought me over here, and he was like, come on, they need our help. Like, I was like, I, just watching that was just so, so beautiful to see. And, and I, I still cry. Every yeah. time he's like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Right. I still, 
I may not fully ball he's a anymore, kid. but I will. He's, he's, he's a child, man. and he's it's and, crazy. and and even that that's what plays into these movies in general. When you're watching them, how it all ties in. He's a kid. He starts off as a 15-year-old kid. He's like 16 or whatever he is when he gets into this thing. And he's helping out. He feels like he's going to space. Yeah. Uh, he's doing all these things. And then when he's, he, he you know, that your life gets cut short like that. And you don't know what's going on. And the first person you see is kind of this father figure. Of course, it's an emotional moment. And how it is the the juxtaposition of the fact that when the, once we get to what happens to Tony. Yeah. And like, then it's just the reverse yeah. of that where he's he's in that emotional state again. But this time it's the other side of it right. where Tony it, and, and they bring and happy brings it up in this film is that he's not going to make that decision to do what he did unless he knew that you were going to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he's got that much confidence in you, this 16 year old kid of what you have inside of you right. that, yeah. that it allowed him to do what he did. And, and there was an answer of uh, one of Tom Holland's answers that really hit me. Cause to me, that was the solidification of this guy is Spider-Man is, is one of the fan questions was uh, what's your favorite characteristic of Spider-Man and Tom without missing a beat this. said Peter Parker. And he's like, even when I want to do something wrong, I personally, as Tom, think of Peter Parker and what would Peter Parker do? And it drives me insane because yeah. I've got this thing in me where I know what this moral compass of Peter Parker is. So rewatching these movies after hearing directly from Tom how he perceives Peter Parker, how that influences Spider-Man, how he's lived his life, how Peter Parker has changed not just his professional life, but how Tom sees the world, which is why I, I like joke about his poise, but like Tom Holland is so good. Like the man himself yeah. is so wholesome and so good. We were leaving uh, the little like holding area and there was a girl that was the daughter of one of the Sony people that was just hanging out and being polite and she was very sweet and that she wasn't trying to get a photo she just literally wanted to say hi to Tom Holland and Tom comes out and they're in a hurry they're running late they got stuff to do and he goes would you like a photo because he knows she won't ask because she's the daughter of a Sony person all this stuff and then Tom like configures makes sure the lighting good makes sure double checks the photo while he's running late and the whole thing was coming from a place of like this is what a hero would do because this is more important to her than us being late and that when I rewatched it reads in every frame I'm like oh that's what heroes do it's funny though because it's generational thing with him too right because I'd gotten a text from a friend of mine and was they put that video out where he and and the, the actor who plays Ned and and Zendaya, Jacob and Zendaya, Jacob, so they they were, they were doing like the reaction to the trailer the yeah, day before it yeah, came yeah. out. <clears throat> so this particular friend wasn't sure. It's was like, are they mocking people who are doing this? I said, no, 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 no. I, because I could see where people would read that. Yeah, I could see where people would read I'd see the cynical like, I, oh, look at them making big up. Yeah, I I could see that because sure. like you know there, but he. Is so he's tuned into this space. He's yeah. I remember I remember before, right when he was cast, Tyrone Magnus, who another, another big reactor had had said had was in L.A. and he ran into Tom Holland, and Tom Holland's like, oh, massive fan, yeah. And like he, he watches, watches the reaction stuff. videos, yeah. he watches these things. So like, it wasn't a mock thing. But again, I wasn't I wasn't despite my friend who said it because I can understand the concern where the you separation just, you, from the you cult, assume you don't know from where it is movie stars. Oh, they're not paying attention. They have, they have so no, much more going. In. On. We talked in. about yeah. trailer reactions. Yeah. Like he and I talked about because he knew real rejects. He knew me because of the Jake thing. Like right. he knew the, yeah, this yeah, space. He's, he's, he's in it, and it wasn't ironic. Like it wasn't them watching nah. it to be. Yeah. So no, like yeah. he's in it, man. He's in it. Yeah. It's it's uh, the one thing that I can say when we look at the people that are playing these superheroes, you can tell when the casting was done properly. Like if you have the same resonance with them when you're watching it. If you look at how they act, so like clearly Batista 
loves playing Drax. He's being yeah. real, where he's and, like, yeah. I'm old, and I can't he really do this loves. Anymore. He loves working with James Gunn too. Yes, he does. That's so authentic. But, but yeah. like, but like him uh, thinking about Chris Evans and how he really right. has embodied yeah. Captain America. How totally. embarrassed he is when he swears on a stage that Absolutely. he's embodying Cap. Like when it's another movie, he doesn't. But when he's as Cap, right? Because well, yeah. you know, you got to because there's, there's that air responsibility yeah. with you know uh, power comes. Chadwick exactly in peace, like the way he was carrying the mantle to T'Challa. Like it's he was full regal. Like dude, Chadwick was something else when they walked. When they did that whole, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, or it might have been Fallon. I can't remember which one. But uh, the, the, the the talk to the people, talk to oh, the people, and he would, and he, would wa- and he would walk out. One of my favorite he, clips he, on the internet. But he just walked out so pure and yeah. so and like genuine. It didn't yeah. look for a second. For a second, it didn't look like oh, I have to be here for PR. Like he wanted to be there. Well, and so this is the funny thing. I, there was a thing on Black Twitter right around <laughs> Infinity War where <laughs> black people, black people were so mean about it because there's a photo of him doing the Wakanda Forever, but he looks just like. Oh. And everybody was like, the, the the captions were like, oh, is, did you, when you said Wakanda forever, you meant forever? Like, everybody thought, <laughs> yeah, like, those... he was sick of it. But the truth is, now that we know, oh, it's that dude. he probably was just so tired. Yeah. Oh, think about you know? when he was what, when he was ill. Yeah. And, and, and the picture the came out. And everybody, and, yeah. and everybody started yeah, tweeting out and saying, like, oh, you look terrible. And, blah, blah, yeah. like, and then it comes out, and then those people. That's why I tell. That's why I always say, just be nice. Don't tweet before you know shit. Yeah. The, and I, I'll, I'll say Chadwick and, and Tom. I So I did 21 bit Bridges press yeah. and I I didn't know where Chadwick was like when I was going to be in the room like there's always sure. that like you got to prepare yeah, to sure. like you know be in the space so Chadwick just was leaving at one point yeah. so I just ran into him in the hallway yeah. and he was with two people flanking him and it wasn't Chadwick Boseman it was T'Challa with two aides so like That's my brain awesome. immediately went like I have to bow like yeah. it was the, that kind I, of regality but Tom's the same way in that when you're around Tom you want to be good like yeah. the reason like one of the reasons I'm cheesing in those photos is Tom Holland exudes this everyone here is my responsibility and I have loved Spider-Man for That's so crazy. long to have me feel that energy next to him when he's talking about this character that I thought I thought the world of like Yo. I'm like proud of him that's of like a course. proud like I'm hearing an answer you know what you look like hmm. you look like Gwen Stacy you should have kissed <laughs> you should have kissed <laughs> no, I'm like I'm just so proud of someone being Peter Parker yeah. so authentically and them not being mad at themselves for it I think a lesser actor would go oh man I've taken this too seriously and he's yeah. just like, no, no I'm going to be this. He knows why, and especially the, the way that this particular thing is set up. And that's why when you go back to the rewatches and the comments have had, there's some people that who say that this is like, whether it's Iron Man or two Marvel-centric, these are three different Spider-Man franchises, right? There's right. there's the two, the two that really rely on the origin and all that and are standalones. And this one is connected to what is ultimately a big television series yeah. On, yeah. on film. 26 episodes to date. And it's very clear in this in this movie that we watch here today um, or that we're talking about today. So before we get into this, is there anything else inside of the two scenes or the, the two movies that we should touch upon? <sighs> I'm trying to think. That's the main stuff. Um, I mean, uh, the, the biggest thing about these films, honestly, was the callbacks to everything else. Yeah. So I don't necessarily know if there's a lot that ties directly to what we're doing going forward. I think that's more where Far From Home comes into play Um, because most of the stuff in Infinity War and Endgame is really just about wrapping up everything before. It's an end of phase three, not a launch of phase four, which is what's interesting about Far From Home is Far From Home is this like almost denouement. It's not quite its own launch of phase four. It's more of like a resolution of phase three. They always say it's an epilogue. Yeah, Yeah. but you feel it more now that it's been a couple years for me anyway. I was so emotionally in the Far From Home space when I watched it in theaters because we Mm -hmm. just lost Tony. Going back, it's really interesting to watch an epilogue almost out of context. You're like, oh, this is 
is a separate kind yeah. of thing. So I think the biggest moment that's going to affect Phase Four we're the talking about leading suit? in is is not only the Iron Spider suit, but the concept of a suit of iron around a uh, suit of armor around the world with the difference in how Spider-Man saw that and how Tony saw that. Okay. When we lose Tony, he's put and, and and this is a commentary that I didn't pick up on until my like third watch of Endgame, but he couldn't put a suit of armor around the world, uh-huh. so he put a suit of armor around Pepper, a suit of armor around Spider-Man, uh, a suit of armor around around Rhodey. So we're he put a suit of armor around the his world. So right. it's essentially and his daughter. It's essentially becoming iron this is where they're almost our lead into our armor wars. It's later. a legacy thing. He mm-hmm. put a suit of armor around his world because he could have been around the world. And I think that's going to come back. Mm. All right. So um, everything else, though, as far as the scenes, those two scenes, uh, excuse me, those two movies, the yep. majority of the scenes, obviously, like we said in this movie, leads into the death of Iron Man, which is, has an effect not on just everybody, but specifically Peter, yeah. which plays very much so into this movie and, and is the first movie after Endgame and that we see with the blip and all of that. So we, we know that all has to be relevant. That's everything, right? <laughs> the opening Dude, this montage. Is so funny. But hold on, hold on the montage because we, because we talked about something, because obviously there was so much to talk about in the lead up. There was yeah. so much to talk about, but what we haven't got a chance to talk about yet that we have to. Put your box. Hey, <laughs> I, I look. I don't know, Winston. You, you have, you've got the, uh, yeah, you've got this thing. I, dude, yeah. I fall more and more in love with this, dude, every day. Yo, yo my girlfriend What'd last night What'd made. She took. We, we always get the salmon, right? Yeah. She took the salmon and she made a salmon sushi bowl. Oh my god, it was. In, I actually have a photo because I have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? I haven't done it for Christmas. That's you, one of my oh, Christmas Christ, you, you have um, it's to. My I, wish you would, I wish you had done it earlier to. because they were giving away free, free Thanksgiving turkey. turkey. Yeah, but they but there's a but there's is a there going to be a new thing? I'm telling you Here right now. Are. Now Here we go. my Christmas engagement. All right, so this is the big thing when it comes to the meat that will be the centerpiece of your holiday meal. We all know that quality matters, and when you invest in high quality meat from ButcherBox, the benefits go way beyond a great tasting meal. So here is the great stuff about ButcherBox and why Koi already is thinking about getting it or is going to get it because what they do is they source their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. There's no more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood for a sushi bowl, and more. Their sourcing decisions are made holistically, keeping the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind. As Winston said, he just had that delicious meal that his lady Oof. made him. Um, we were my, my wife made a shepherd's pie. Oh, yeah. look at that. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Uh, <laughs> all right, so so shepherd's pie. Uh, we are, I've got a steak that I'm that I'm getting ready Dude, to make I, New York steaks. They, they, they're, they're ribeyes, they're fillets, they're incredible. Tur- ground turkey. We did a ground turkey did, sauce. You did the ground because I don't normally like Ooh. ground turkey. It was good. Put some ground turkey. If it's quality, garlic. it's moist. The oh, dry yeah, stuff yeah, is why yeah, you no, don't no, like no, it. No, if it's this good. Is, this is really quality stuff. You put ground turkey, put it in some uh, tomato marinara sauce. Yeah, yeah. Woohoo. I'm telling you what. So it's really good. So that's what we did. Turkey taco salad, dude. That's the secret. Because you can season it and you keep the moisture in it, and then it's healthier for you. My favorite thing about this is that it's how easy it is, the customization of it. And so, Koi, when you order your uh, your thing for yourself, this is what you do. Selfish. Every month, this is what ButcherBox will do. They will ship a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home, free shipping for the continental U.S. There's no antibiotics or added hormones. Now, each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box that you choose. That's enough for 24 individual meals. They're packed fresh and shipped frozen for convenience, so you can save time on your next grocery store trip. This is what I did. I don't know if this is what Winston does, but you can customize your own box. Yep. Or you can go with one of theirs that they suggest. Either way, you get exactly what you want. All right, Koi, this is for you. Yep. ButcherBox right now is offering new members $20 off and free bacon 
in your first box. The offer is ending 1121, so get the deal before it's gone. So there will be maybe another deal afterwards, but this bacon is... I mean, I'm, I'm a bacon guy. The bacon, the, bacon, the bacon and the, the breakfast sausage are out of this world. Yeah, so yeah. sign and up. So free bacon and $20 off? I mean, come on. Yes, yeah. sign up. ButcherBox.com slash SEN Live. ButcherBox.com slash SEN Live. Get that free bacon and $20 off your first box. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but this is by far the best sponsorship. That, There's, that. There, we, we, have, we, have, we have a lot of great sponsors. But it's your favorite. As a guest. It's, my, it's my favorite. It's How favorite. about that? I apologize I think to all the other word. sponsors. I know exactly what you're saying, but like, but it's to this is just something that it's I when these things come to my house, it's like Christmas all the time. I love that every time I know because there's like a beautiful array of chaos in the walkthrough. Yes. Like there's literally like a chaos. Well, that's like, also because it's well, award season. So oh, now yeah, I know all begun. the Netflix stuff oh, is coming. Okay. I was just I was just laughing because of for, for a minute because like obviously you got young kids, but I was like, man, it look like a daycare out here. There's backpacks. Yeah, oh, the backpacks are mine. Both those backpacks. <laughs> yeah, no, they, he's trying to, he's trying to say I like award season. No. That's, that's an adult backpack. No, that's, the, all that stuff. Yeah, even, even my kids are like, clean their shit up. <laughs> the kids are like, dad, it's like a daycare out here yeah. what are you doing uh, speaking right, let's, of daycare let's, let's, let's get, get into it that, that, that kid montage at the beginning dude that with, level. The, with the stock photos of like of the the fallen avengers and whatnot oh right and oh and my god the opening song well, with tony yeah, stark yeah it's, it's whitney houston it, yeah and it's a good start how the movie begins because they do that sometimes what they wind up doing is they have this whole thing where they they open with this strange whatever music could be and a lot of different times, but it always yeah. fits. Yeah, it always fits. You know what grew on me this time is the uh, the Toby, sorry, Tom score. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, the Tom score grew on me. The, the this Spider Man <laughs> score because they used yeah. it more vibrantly. Like they use they punched up scenes more in this. Sure. One and they even used the Avengers for a brief that, second. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think this one uh, we talked about. The reason it just slipped with Toby is I think we all agreed that Toby's score is the most Danny iconic. Elfman, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that one to me is like you hear that and you've got a, a nostalgia wave. But this is the first time we. When I heard it the first time, the first time it swelled up, it gave me like memories of Homecoming. Yeah. So it was able to connect that Spider-Man Absolutely. for me in a real way. I, I agree with you, but I think that I still think the Danny Elfman score is the best. Sure. I think, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. and I think that the the, the second the, the Amazing Spider-Man was still trying to find its theme. You never really. It uh, might have gotten there in the third one. You could play it to me right now. I still wouldn't recognize it, right? Well, but uh, this yeah. one to me, this like, like stepped up. Yeah, it stepped yeah. up, like, and I think in the MCU, it's one of the top five because a lot of them are not. It's like, good. It's really good. Yeah. It, it, it 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 was just very well connected. Now the, the question I was going to ask y'all. So right after um, the decision about going to to Europe and all that, and yeah. right before uh, the meeting at the Salvation Army, I guess it's supposed to be feast, but it's I yeah, it's which is Salvation interesting. I'm thinking Army. in the next one, maybe like she le like she does her own Wait, thing. Which one? Remind me. Uh, so so do you remember in the beginning? Yeah. Um, he shows up in the Iron Spider suit, and uh, they're doing a fundraiser. Oh yes, like, yes. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah. There for those of you that uh, are now watching this film, and you're you know on Blu-ray or whatever, there is a short film that they did that was they originally had set it to be in the film, but they cut it for time, mm -hmm. uh, and they made it a short film called Peter's To Do List, and it's, it's just cute. it's it's a cute little thing of him going around the city, essentially giving us that friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in New York as he wraps things up as he leaves. Yeah. So one of them that, that we all saw in the trailer was him in the Iron Spider suit, like beating a bunch of like mobsters. Yeah. So it's a part it's like of this as well. It's like, get my passport. He uses the spider drone right. to get in there. It's mm -hmm. like, go pick up like a dual headphone adapter so I can like- And he goes to the bodega with the person from the first exactly. one. It was very friendly neighbor. I 
I wish it was in but there. But the best part is the very end where it's like, like you said, it was like, uh, stop the mob. Yeah, before it's like, I leave. yeah, stop the Magia <laughs> family. And it's like, eh, like you'll yeah. get there. Oh, 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 oh. no, 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 it's bulletproof. Well, Just kidding. Yeah. Like, but all of that stuff, though, is relevant because what they do very well in the beginning of this film is they set up the blip. Yeah. And they yes. show that scene. The, they use the comedy of the, when you see them first disappear, and then they just show up and the band's playing in the middle of the basketball. Right? <laughs> yeah. They talk about that thing that Aunt May is, is talking about how she was, she had her apartment. She goes back into her apartment. Yes. Someone thought she was a mistress. It, without knowing it's setting up uh, Falcon Winter Soldier because that is the main plot point right. of the show is that people that were living in a spot oh, were completely they displaced. Kevin Feige sure. does a 10-year plan. Without sure. knowing it, Kevin Feige's sure. sitting there sure. like, no, but no. Even, <laughs> but, even, but even WandaVision, even WandaVision has those moments too, yeah. right? They, they yeah. set, so they set it up in the, in, this is, but this is the first time it's really set up with the blip and then they set this thing up with, with Aunt May, but what I really took out of this particular scene with them was that he's just, this is when they start to really hammer in the part that the Tony Stark thing is starting to weigh on him, right? Yeah. Because at the end, he just wants to be there. He's there for his aunt to answer questions. They start answering. Are you the next Iron Man? And he's just like, does anybody, and he says it again, going back to the thing, he's just a kid. He's like, can we just talk about like the neighborhood stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, like the world stuff? I don't really want to deal with that. I'm a 16 year old kid. You Would, know? Yeah. Which is why specifically I get why people were like, there was too much, but I, I, took it the exact it. opposite because I was paying attention to how he was taking it. And he was yeah. like, I don't want this. But I also, just want to focus on But this on is the me. world that this Spider-Man is in. Right. So it's, it's an like, Avengers right. world. But like yeah. the right. Avengers are more involved in everything in this yeah. than the comics. That's what yeah. the that's, Avengers are over here and X-Men are over here this, and then the yeah. comics. In the Marvel films, it's Avengers, Avengers, Avengers. Right. So it makes sense canonically. They were all yeah. set up already. So like yeah. when this Spider-Man, it's like what what movie was was Homecoming in the in the order of of all uh, movies? It was like after 13, Guardians 14? two. Yeah. Before Ragnarok, right? But I'm, as far as number, yeah, let's, let's fourteen just, or fifteen. Let's just right. So at, if it was like the second, like when Hulk came out. It was a Hulk movie. Right. right. If Spider-Man would have come out as the second movie, it would have been a Spider-Man movie. Yes. Yeah. But when you're that connected, even Iron Man and all these, I mean, uh, Ant-Man and all these movies, they're still connected to the overall universe. And you forget that Spider-Man, uh, we don't forget, but that Spider-Man had already had two separate movies where the origin story is already there. Yeah. Right. So and they the know next- better than, because they got all that guff with Amazing Spider-Man yeah. being so similar to Spider-Man. And I'm rather, and I would much rather be involved with the Iron Man story of him having to deal with all this inside of it as opposed to, oh, well, his parents were part of it and his parents uh, invented the spider and his parents, it's like, no. There's also one subtle scene in this movie. uh, There's one subtle moment in this movie that ties into uh, Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man that proves once and for all Tom Holland's better than Tobey Maguire. What's that? He actually cares about the item in his pocket that he's protecting from the villain throughout and doesn't disregard it and go like, I'll figure it out because he's not cynical and and (laughs) a bad Spider-Man. Toby Maguire's fault. Oh, that's he the looked writing at that and, ring that's like with snark. Dur- when he caught the ring, he's like, ha, I'm nope. awesome. Spider Man doesn't think he's okay. awesome. So oh let me, let me, I'm going to defend Toby here for a second. <laughs> that, 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 we are never, no. never doing an interview with Toby Maguire now. <laughs> oh, oh, no. You, no, we are. <laughs> because I'm going to put you on the spot. I am going to put you on the spot. I just play a clip so you have like a sizzle reel. You are so right now because you know it's possible. Oh, and I know it's coming. Inevitably. You tell me right now, audience. Somebody's going to call me tomorrow. Tomorrow. Your face or your jacket. <laughs> Somebody's like, Coy, we got another opportunity for you. It's Toby McGuire. And I'm like, oh, oh. I'm telling you right now. You think that McCuga interview with Toby was something else? What happened in oh, that one? It's not even on the air anymore. It's not on the so internet. Good. Yeah, no, we took that one off. Uh, but it, but but um, anyway. But he cares and he's not like he's not arrogant. He's right, invested. But, but, but to, to defend Toby for a second. I'm Sam Raimi and I don't like that shot. Play it less arrogant. 
Next take. <laughs> he put that in there. That's on Sam Raimi. That's not on Toby. All I, right. I think John Watts, and, and to defend both universes, I think John Watts' Spider-Man has a, a better sense of humor overall, even in the punch-up jokes, yeah. that allows Tom Holland to play a more heartwarming Al- Spider-Man. Although the trailer, this trailer that just came out, which I really liked, the jokes were brutal. What, the, 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 the Scooby Ottawa Scooby Doo and a couple of the other things. I'm curious how like, that lands. I, I like the Doc Ock joke. I like the Doc Ock joke. I thought which, that was which fun. one was the uh, Otto Octavius. What's your like, name? What? And they're like I, snickering I, at it's, his. It's a matter of context for me. Like I got to see the movie before I start judging. It's a matter. Of, like I just don't like when it's jarring. I don't mm-hmm. like when it's jarring when it doesn't fit. If it if it's a lead up to where everybody's kind of already been in this moment and then the kids laugh at it because they've already established this thing. But if it's just to get a crack. Imagine if you saw Arms of the Angel in the trailer. You would be like, what is this right, movie? So right. I think in the movie, those will work. Because you because you get in the John you. Watts movie, it, you feel yeah. it. And because the humor does work in this yeah. particular film in, in general. And I, and I know you guys probably already know this. Maybe not everybody knows this that's watching this movie. But when they go to, where's their first location that they want to go? Uh, Venice. Independent. Is it, it's Italy. Italy. So when he's there, and I know most of you guys know it, but like Beck's been watching him for the whole yeah, time. Yeah, he's in tons Beck's, of shots. Beck's on the phone. Beck's on the. Uh, he's on tons of shots. I saw him in the one shot. Oh no, he's in seven shots. He Is was he in nine seven? in the first. I shot. missed down to seven. I didn't know you that. Didn't see any of them? I, I would have assumed so he, that he would because he knows that he's, he's been he's, watching. He's him. Figured out that Tony. Gaze he's in every location and he's in Italy I three times. But I, okay. I just I didn't notice. That, I only but. see him. I only. Saw, I'd like you to point out to me. I saw him once. Yeah. And so the one time I see him is right before he gets the thing for for MJ. Yeah, that's the most clear one. He's he's on the phone. And he, and the way that they cut it is brilliant. It's basically it's as the action. It's like if it's like if you're watching in the theater, you're probably you're not going to pick it up. But if you're watching it on Blu-ray or you're watching it at home, you can go. Wait, was that Jill Hall? And you rewind it and you go, yeah. Oh, there he is. And it, so they're they're letting you know they're giving you a chance to figure it out quick. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, like, I really did like. That. I genuinely, honestly, this is almost that knowing that because I honestly didn't know that. Yeah. But it makes sense. It feels very Fight Club, where like you the keep plant the Tyler Durden, real, yeah. the, the very quick flashes of Durden, just yeah. to know that the, the, the mystery is afoot. But, yeah, well, he know. plays it well, and I think that that's what also leads into this next movie, right? This because villain they, is. I mean, we got to talk Mysterio's like goodness. Everything about Mysterio and the team that he's working with, and I think that somehow, one way or another, the guy who comes up with the angle, remember, because he's thanking the team, yeah, and he says to the team, "Thank you for coming up with this. Thank you for coming up for this. Thank for you for coming up with this multiverse idea thing," because they bought it. What's that guy's story? Yeah. Because everything that he was saying, because the, uh, this is from Earth, the multiverse, because that's the first time you introduce the multiverse the to Spider-Man, for sure, because he's even like, oh, that's real? So he's already interested in it. He's already excited about it. So that guy that came up with it, has he been studying it? Like, yeah. that, or is he from story. another? Or is he from You know what I mean? Else? Like, I'm really curious yeah. about how that ties in, because there's no way, like I just said, uh, jokingly, mm-hmm. the 10-year plan, there's mm-hmm. no way they, like, set up a multiverse to be a bait and switch to have then a oh, real multiverse. Those, I agree. So that guy has to know something real that Jake's character saw as fake. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, considering what we've seen in Loki at this point, I can also imagine with whatever the glorious timeline is, and you 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 hear uh you know the one that, the he who remains essentially being like this is all in a plan. You can kill me, but then everything's gonna happen yeah. how it's supposed to happen. And we'll be right back here. So I wouldn't even be surprised if maybe that's a rogue TVA agent we find out that had like worked because they know this has to play out a particular way I'm into for that. things to play out the way they are. So I wouldn't be surprised if we've learned about that later. I also love that Mysterio is arguably the first like prophetic villain. Like he's the first like this could happen. Like the 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 special effects in the movie are interesting because they're special effects acknowledging how real special effects can look while we're watching a movie about how real special effects look. Yeah. And then drones are becoming more and more of a problem in yeah. our world. And then the whole thing is just Fox News. Well, everything the whole about, thing is well, just like you believe ma- propaganda. Well, it, well, and to be fair, also because I, uh, yes, but I think that they even make the the, the shot that 
all news to me is propaganda. Whether oh it's yeah, sorry. Uh, just yeah. The, they well, leaned that way with Jonah. A hundred percent. But when they when they say um, they say it, it, Toby, Toby, here you go again. Ah. Uh, he says Andrew says no. Uh, <laughs> but Holland says to Zendaya at this point, he he goes because the news never lies, and that's yeah. a shot at all, all the news network. And then obviously at the very end of it, which I thought was a good. But but the one the one thing though, how this all like starts to play and how it all ties in and how what Hall I did like, would have liked to see a line by Hall at one point because if he was going to play Spider-Man say you know I could have been you that would have yeah. been a great line they didn't use but anyway um, his setup is so good because that tie into Tony Stark and that we want to get another Tony Stark and Hall is such a great actor that he makes he's got this warm energy about him in the beginning and, it, and you, you see him he's real. you think that he's real and he's kind of flannery he's doing this I'm from a different world and you as an audience member goes okay unless you pick up those little scenes that we're yeah. talking about it, here it, it wasn't just that I feel like as a comic fan there's no like you know that Beck's whole thing is just effing with you and they served it so well I thought and they did serve it well and I, it was one of those things that I will I will admit the first time I watched this film Correct. there was for half a Second, Same. that I was like, is he actually legit? Are they going to make him a good guy? That would be an interesting twist, but then who's the ultimate? And the minute that, like, it also, I'm like, oh, they okay, actually got me. Go. And well, it's yeah. what, 60 years of comic lore, and they still got it, me because that's how charming Jake Gyllenhaal is it, as an actor. It was, well, because he was, it was that scene, and it also goes into the writing because yeah. it was a good scene when he, when he's got Edith and he walks in and he's got the glasses and he says, he's like, I want you to have him. He's like, no. Yeah. Well, and he's like, it's because a lot of movies would have te- would have telegraphed, and a lot of movies would have said, "Oh, you know, that might be a good idea." Uh, but there was a right. the way that it set it up, and you're like, "Oh, wait a minute, he doesn't want it." And then when he finally takes it, and he leads you, what's going to happen? And then because you're confusing the audience member at yeah. first, because the images start going away, and you're yeah. like, "What the hell is going on?" You yeah. don't get it right away yeah. until they explain it. This is a movie when you watch it a second or third time, you know right away that these all these drones. Yeah, but it takes you a second to realize it's all an illusion. Well, then that, that, that there's a, there's a couple. Okay, so I really like this film. I will say upon. Now I guess this would technically be my full second watch because I don't think oh, I really? wow. like oh, wow. I, okay. I I had watched scenes again sure oh, okay but I hadn't sat down and watched it from start to finish I do like it a little less if oh, I'm wow. being okay. honest I still like the film yeah. it's mid tier um, for me total if, yeah. that, if that helps so so a couple of things the first being that I get the idea okay it's the drones they're doing the 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 hologram thing etc but there's like certain things about like using like elementals and you're doing this. Where's How, the fire? Where's the fire coming well, no, from? No, they say that. They explain that. They're they're using they're using real real things. They're using real elements. They're using no. They're using the drones to cause explosions. They're, right. They're using so. What, but I'm saying you, the fire going down his webs. Like we never saw the drone shoot fire. So right. what do you feel that that's, heat? But that's what he sees. No, no, on Spider-Man's webs. He no, shoots no, and he shoots next. it and it literally is on fire and sets fire so, to the ground. Like so it's, where, it's, where did that so fire... It's also, again, explosions that are happening around him that we, like, like when you go into that ultimate illusion that happens to him right. at the very end when right. in a warehouse, right? Like, there's things that he sees that he thinks he's seeing and but actually, like, for example, when he punches Spider-Man, he hits the wall. Yeah. Right? Now, we see that because that's when they're starting to show us that. They're right, starting yeah. to show that. But we didn't, during that fire part, we're not seeing that part of it. But right? wouldn't you have felt heat or a lack of right. heat? But you still would have seen heat, but it's not coming from that particular I, element. It's I coming mean, from other things. But now, there, there is, is, a, moment, there, there is yeah. a moment that, like, again, we get a hint of it during the fire elemental where he tries to hit it and he ends up missing and he hits something invisible goes, what the hell? Right. And they he do flips set that it down. Up. What I'm saying, there is hot stuff there. It's just not the element. I, I guess I guess yeah. so. It just it was There's one of those things that watching it at the time, I, was bought, I bought into... Uh, the suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Watching it this time, 
I, my mind couldn't fully wrap around it quite as well because a lot of the other villains and things we've been dealing with yeah. before, I know not a, a more not clear. A, it, it just is a little clear. I, I get it. I think it's funny because it seems like every every episode that we do one of these things, like one of us is always like, you know, I like this movie a lot more, and, were, yeah. and the other two are like, oh, it's, it's it actually less. works for us because it's like a defending, yeah. it's like it, a, it is. a devil's it advocate. Because this is like the fifth time I've seen this movie, and I like it more and more every time I see right. it. I watched it. I think I watched this with my wife like seven months ago. So when I went to watch it again. I was like, I don't know if I need to watch this again. I just watched it seven months ago. And I was like, I really enjoy this movie. And you know what I really enjoy the most about it? Zendaya's performance. I oh, agree. She's, she, I agree. She she is, she's my favorite Mary she, Jane. She wins me over so, because I told you, in the in the first one, I it, it takes you a while because by the end, she's just playing the too cool for school sure. thing. But she explains why in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And she, it's like this defense thing. And she's so damn likable in this so movie. So charming. Yeah. She's, she's so charismatic. Oh, like I, you think Tom Holland's charismatic, then you meet her and you're like, how do I not no, like you're the best? Yeah. And it's the Wanna same Spider-Man, right? Yeah. It's the same thing we were saying with with him. She's just a, she's a little teenage girl. Yeah, she's a teenage girl trying to figure it out, and she's and like, you care so much about her emotions, and like her so emotionality, honest. and she's so honest, and she's just like, oh yeah, I, I, and and it's like one of these. I hate these certain tropes sometimes when you can be honest with somebody in the movie, and instead they go, oh no no, that's not what I was thinking. But the way that it's done here with her, you understand why she's doing it, and it right. doesn't become like a massive thing. She, he's just like, are you just watching me because I'm Spider-Man? She's like, well, yeah, why else would I do it? Right? Yeah, and, and that's you, such a cute but, teenage but thing. But you buy it. You yeah. buy it, and, it, and it doesn't play as much into the trope as it normally does. Like, you normally get annoyed with that kind of crap. It's like, yeah, okay, we're just going to wait until we finally tell him. But it's not that. It's by the end, she says, no, I, of course. I'm into you. And the six, I was only 67% sure. Like there's right. so many moments yes, that are just yes. so teen and adorable. Yes. Now there's two beautiful dualities in this movie that I didn't catch the first time that are kind of like subversive dualities. There's hmm. the bridge that that scene happens on. So maybe just think yeah. that sure. I love, but you think about Spider-Man, the Spider-Man trope is a bridge in, in life. Bridges connect us and bridges. A lot of bridges uh, are, in Spider-Man. A lot of bridges <laughs> in Spider-Man, but bridges about life and positivity are where sure. we have death. Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane, right, all those things. Right. Here, a bridge about death is where we have life. We see their, their coupling happen on a bridge yeah. that is where they hung people. Love right. that duality. The other one is, it's a whole thing about media being negative. It's a whole thing about like yeah. uh, uh, things appearing when they are the other. So social media becomes a positive because they save them through social media and mass media becomes a negative. So it's about individualism versus mass marketing. So... I don't know if those things were intentional, but I really enjoyed the individualism. Come on, Feige has a 10-year plan. Feige's got a 10-year plan. No, John Watts do. is like writing a thesis on the Matrix <laughs> no. with me. But, you but do, like that, you do, it's you, a really interesting you, thing. And you can pick up a lot from it. And I think that there's a lot of great, like this, as we talked about with the amazing Spider-Man films, there are a lot of great like Spider-Man moments that come out of that. There's as flawed as some of the, the, the movies are. There are moments inside of those two movies that we talked about that yeah. just plucked right from the comics or our imagination of yeah. what Spider-Man was. That, to me, is this movie during that sequence Mysterious when sequence. Mysterio first expo shows him all the um, the, the illusions. Sure. And, and he, they, he sends him to Queens, and he sends him to, and he's doing all these moments. Like, it was something, I just felt like I was 10 years old watching Spider-Man again. Yeah, it's, is that it what was, it? It's these two issues. Uh, Amazing okay. Spider-Man 66 and 67. There's actually the scene where the fist comes out and grabs him. That is the cover of 66. So it's this arc. This is a two-issue arc from okay. that age. And it's funny because I met, I, the first time I met Tom Holland was in London because I was doing the Jake thing. And Tom was like just leaving an interview. And I was like, dude, that John Romita sequence was something else. You got some Ditko line work that was a little bit of Bashemis. And I literally just threw all this comic stuff at him. And he was like, thanks, mate. And I could tell like he knew what I was talking about, but he'd never met someone like me that was like, <laughs> da -da 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 -da. Right. so I saw his brain going like, this guy's read comics. 
I think I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And then like, so then that this interview, it was really nice to readjust to be like, I know me and an 11 too much. Yeah. But this moment was when I knew John Watts knows this. Like when I yeah. trusted John yeah. Watts with well, the visual about language. Mysteria, though. You're talking about the, the, the ultimate, where like who do you, who who knows you mean the that, whole the, sequence of like once it's he's in the black uh, night monkey suit and then he turns him into the spider man suit and then there's that whole sequence yes, with the with okay. the zombie Iron Man yes, like that yes, whole yes, it's yes, like 15 yes. minutes no no That's for sure two issues of Spider well, Man so tell me about Mysterio a little bit too because in in this movie he is uh, an ex employee of Tony Stark right was yes. that was that in the comics he's no. a uh, movie special effects uh, he, artist okay. so okay. he works for the movies uh, he 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 stops getting work because they they change how movie special effects are done that there's so many levels there's, of Meta I, irony. I yeah, thought part yeah. of it though was that they were like, "Hey, dude, like chill, chill out with like because he wanted, he wanted to put too many explosions in, and he ended up killing somebody, okay. and so then he got fired and blacklisted, and so he's like, well, screw y'all, I'm gonna do my thing.' Okay, and it ultimately ends up being like Spider Man, like, dude, you're you're gonna kill more people, you can't keep doing this, right. and then they go. He he also ends up being um from a different angle, but because of the illusions and the hallucinations, he ends up being like the Marvel equivalent of Scarecrow a little bit. Okay, so there's comparisons to what they ultimately yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, they just, they, they just yeah. modernized it. And, and, they, and the like make it twice as damaging is kind right. of that commentary. But also right. attach it to the MCU. Exactly. So it actually, I actually think it works pretty well that they attach it to Tony Stark. And I also think and that bar sequence was genius. Really that good. Was that was smart. That was really good the way they tied that back in to give us a tie-in to, to Civil War. And bring Ralphie back from Iron Man Ralphie 1. Dude, so come on. To have the sequence of all of the employees... Yeah. That Stark or his cohort, so Obadiah Stane in that particular case, yeah. have screwed people over. Yeah. And Genius. they're like, because Tony's a billionaire. That's what they do. Like, that's how you well, get to be it, a billionaire. It's, it's, it's again, John Watts almost putting uh, some sort of like, you know, his own philosophy lesson in this because the whole idea that there's no ethical billionaires. Right. So you get back to that whole idea that Tony has stepped on everybody to do whatever the hell he wants. Even as he was a hero. Exactly. And that I love that it wasn't like he was a warmonger because Tony was and then became good. It was like, no, no, he was still a billionaire taking this guy's technology while we were admiring him as an Avenger. And because, well, wait, and, but, oh, yeah. But yes and no. Because the other part was, as Gyllenhaal says himself, the reason why he let him go was because he because he was wanted to do all these things that Tony felt like he was unstable and he was right. doing sure. these things. Right. So there was. But that I like the fallibility of man with, with Tony. Absolutely, the fact that he because Tony could have maybe been a little bit more sensitive to someone who's unstable and, and not call the thing barf. And people, yeah. Right. right. <laughs> so, or so, or make but, Edith, even in death, I'm the hero. Yeah, there's <laughs> clearly some issues there. It's an ego thing, and Happy even says it. Happy says it, basically says it about Tony. He was his own, like, he couldn't get out of his own way a lot of times, and he right. questioned himself all the time. Tony wasn't perfect, not by a long shot. That's why we also, I think, respond to Tony Stark so, so well, is mm-hmm. because he's flawed like we are, right? So that's, that's why that works, but ultimately, when you dive into who Tony Stark is, he's a good man, and that's why he's like this... Look, when you sacrifice yourself for the entire galaxy, (laughs) you're going to be the one... How will you live up to that? And even uh, Happy says to him on the plane, you can't live up to that. You just got to do what you have to do. And I thought those moments were really well... There's one part that really bothers me in this movie, though. Which Cat- part? The ACDC Led Zeppelin part? Oh, I got a kick out of that one. I, I think it's that. funny. I got a kick out of No, no. When they're in the room, and they're all sharing their secrets, oh. and and... She and Zendaya gives that great thing about I tell the I tell yeah. the truth. Flash I liked more in this one than I did in the, in the original in the sure. first one. Flash mob. Yeah, and and just well how he loves Peter so much and how he just wants to be and they said connection. You're gonna have to tell me what the connection is with the mother because I don't understand. He's the, um but um but then Happy goes I'm dating Spider Man's aunt. Okay, so you just told everybody who basically. Not necessarily, because if they don't know, if they don't know... So he cannot show up to anything that Peter Parker well, has. Well, that is correct. That's but remember, half the people in the room already know 
who Spider-Man is. Two out of the four. Two out of the four. Half the people in the room. So he revealed the two people that he's Spider-Man. You want to reveal it to Flash and the girl from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? One, they got to figure it out. And two, it doesn't matter because guess what? In about 15 minutes, the world knows. But that's ultimately why they did it because everyone's going to know anyway. It's moments away. Oh, yeah. And the other thing I hated, I can't stand the Ned thing. The babe, what, him, the babe him, stuff, him just, dating Betty. Oh, I hate well, it. that was the, that was funny it. to me that they gave Betty Brand a bigger. They gave her yeah. like because they really did sideline her. Nice Raimi. guys. They were like, oh, yeah, well, she, yeah. Oh, she, she was actress. Also, and she was in and she was just in Mayor of Easttown. She was great. She's a great actress. But yeah. I feel like that might have been a thing. Is yeah. they realized they cast an incredible actress. Let's punch Let's up the character. I don't mind either one of them as an actor. I like. I like. Thought Ned was fantastic in the first movie. He annoyed the hell out of me. Not. Him as an actor, right? Just the character. Him the, just what, in the, the couple or the whole. Movie? No, 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 no. When he shows up, when he shows up to uh, after MJ finds out that yeah. he's and and he played like to me that was more of the same character we got in sure. Homecoming where he's like I knew first. FOS Friends of Spider Man. Love that like help helping him out, being like, yeah, no, the opera's gonna be great. Like trying to play it up. Those things were specifically the couple part. And there's so much of it. Like when even when he's just like. When a man and a woman get together, but it's like, it's like, yeah, I like it. I like it's it. It's so because, silly. It's you know, not who he was but, but in the you, first movie. But you know what that is, right? Because they're Nonsense? two, they're two nerdy boys who have no shot in hell with any women. And he's at first being like, "You got to go for the Mary guess. Jane thing, give her the present." And then when he on that eight-hour flight does get, the thing, it, it's exactly what happens. To, like it, I don't know about you, I know, but, but when it, I first got a girlfriend, I was like, "Oh well, yeah, of, dog, this is how of it course." Plays. But it didn't. Like, but, I mean, but it didn't. But to me, it played like this is how it's always been. It's like. The Dawson's Creek when they write kids too smart thing, like, like the dialogue didn't fit the it, character. It was you? it was for a gag. Right. The whole thing was for a gag, like the where they they had this whole relationship and then they get off the plane like oh we broke up. It was now. too it was, winky. It was, like it, it, was, it was a gag. It didn't okay, seem real anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the, curious, and, and this is something you might not have noticed because uh, removal yeah. from it is uh, Dimitri. The guard in the in the yeah, movie, yeah, chameleon. so so he's the chameleon, or or he the hell could. What does be. that mean? So Dimitri is a character from the comic books <laughs> okay. who can change his face to look like anyone. So Got he's it. one of Spider-Man's first villains. He's actually oh, I thought he was the, a good guy. Uh, no, Chameleon's a bad guy. Okay. He was the first period Amazing but Spider-Man see, number one. Is, but see, this is the thing that's interesting. Because they didn't ultimately reveal that, and because we find out at the end of this that that Nick and Maria were actually scrolls, I, I, think I, think he's, scroll. I think he's a scroll. Yeah, and I think they might make Chameleon a scroll. Because that would make more sense for power. No, no, so you, no, I get that. So you think what they're going to do is that this is a rogue scroll. That's right. E- okay. I think well, there's going to be good scrolls and bad scrolls. Like there's sure. good people and bad they've people. Already, and they've already well, teased it. Kind of, yeah, the stuff. And so if, we've got, if we're going there, we should just get into the Nick Fury stuff. I was saying to Winston before you, you came in that Sam Jackson definitely plays Nick Fury differently in this. Yes. Yeah. Because he's supposed to. Because he isn't. He's supposed yeah. to. And, he, and it's like, it seems like when you watch the performance as he's supposed to, it's like, this is... It seems like this is someone playing Nick Fury like they think Nick Fury's supposed to be. And yes. that's, that's and what that really, is. That's what they're supposed to be. You doing. know what it actually felt like? It felt like somebody that was playing Samuel L. Jackson yeah. playing Nick yeah. Fury. Because like the, the fact that like Nick Fury has never just thrown bitch around. So to be like, you went to space, bitch. Yeah. That's a thousand percent a Sam Jackson line. Right. And it and it so I agree with you. It, it almost feels Sam like you watched tape and it what he actually felt what like he was doing what was he thought was which is great do. acting to Sam Jackson to actualize yes. the Sam Jackson of the well, Nick Fury. Because yes. when you see him in the <laughs> yes. post credit scene he's got that actual Nick Fury. And it's way more swagger. Yeah, and he's got like, that okay, slow like he's been through it all before and he's just chilling out. He doesn't want to be bothered. He's sitting on the, you know, back the, to work that to me, it, it played really well and i thought the the, the duality ben, of that yeah, and the ben Mendelssohn scene was great but the the ultimate and before you because we got to get into all the stuff that happens with mysterio and how and how it, it comes into the actual play of jay jonah jameson we'll get into all of it in just a moment and before we do it ladies and gentlemen 
Gotta tell you, you better be. I know you're wiping your butts the wrong way still. I know that you are. I know you're scratching up your your aces, <laughs> and you shouldn't be scratching up your ace. There's no way. To, there's no reason to do it. And here's something that you can do because I want to give my family and friends something more memorable than just a gift card this holiday season. But it it, it can be tough if you're thinking about a meaningful gift. And I want to give somebody something very unique, cool yet eco friendly, techy, but also affordable. You know what that is? Hello Tushy. Hello Tushy bidets, they tick all those boxes. Buying for a lot of family members? Is that what you're doing? Oh. Spider-Man score. Yeah. Hello Tushy. <laughs> Hello Tushy, the bidets are a great gift for your eco-conscious cousin, the neat freak sister, the farty dad, and anyone who poops. And you know who poops? Everybody. We all deserve a better clean while contributing to a healthier planet. And let's talk about that gift that keeps on giving. That's Hello Tushy bidet. And I got this bidet. I didn't know it was going to be a, is this going to be a pain in the butt, pun intended? Uh, it, it was not. Very easy to install. It feels very classy, and you just feel so much more important. At least I did. <laughs> important. I, wow. I, I felt way more important. I said, wait, I'm, I'm a class act now because I'm getting my butt washed. Stop spreading your business around in your butthole with <laughs> toilet paper. Jesus. Start washing with Hello Tushy. And this is what the bidet does. It washes your butt with fresh water for a way better clean than toilet paper. All it does is it sprays and it pats dry. And then you pat dry. It, it attaches to your existing toilet. You don't need an electrician, as I talked about. You don't need a plumber. It installs in less than eight minutes, and it cuts down your toilet paper use by 80%, saving money and paper waste. Make your restroom the best room with the complete Tushy system including the Tushy Bidet attachment, the ottoman, the, to the toilet brush, and Tushy stands and tissues. Join the millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now who take care of their Yule logs the dignified way. Gift, 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 gift. You want to do a gift? Give the gift of a clean butt to yourself and your loved ones this holiday season and get 10% off plus free shipping right now at hellotushy.com slash big thing. So tag me at Christian Harloff and Hello Tushy on social media once you get it so we can celebrate your clean butt. Not a picture of your butt. Just the idea that you just got this thing. Hello Tushy.com slash big thing. You get 10% off and free shipping. All right. Yeah. Um. Oh, no. I lost, I lost a thought. I, there, there was a thought that I had. Get it back. Uh, get it back. All right, well, you Talk get about something. Well, I got a thought. I got two thoughts okay. for you guys. Go ahead. Uh, through the course of uh, one of the things we cut from the Jake Gyllenhaal interview I thought was really interesting was I was showing, I was comparing his whole career kind of led to Mysterio because Jake's got this amazing thing where he, he informs his next performance by his life experience. So he's not one of those actors that's like, and then I left it. He sees the world as cumulative, which is why I think he's such yeah. a talented actor. Like mm. Southpaw affected him enough that it's going to affect his next thing, his right, next right, thing, his right, next right. thing. And I was saying basically this was the culmination of he was in an indie movie that made him huge. He did a bunch of blockbusters and then he went back to the theater. This is a theater kid dream performance where he right. gets to be in a blockbuster. Yeah. But that theater kid monologue is literally like, I've been abused. And like, he was like, no, no. One of the things I loved was it was me getting to play something I've always wanted to play on the scale that I've always wanted to play it. Cause we got to travel around the world while I got to be me. Right. So he like, he signed onto the script that he said faster than most because it was literally what he wanted. And then Sam Jackson thing I learned through an interview, which also got cut, which is insane was, uh, Sam Jackson wanted to meet Tom Holland in that scene. So oh. that scene of him surprising Tom Holland was one of the only times they'd ever met. That was like intentionally oh, wow. surprised him. Okay. So Tom Holland surprises actually Samuel Jackson scaring the crap out of Tom Holland. Do you know what, remind, do you know what this reminds me of? Because we brought up um, the, the late, great Chadwick Boseman. I, I don't think I've ever shared it mm. on 
screen before, but uh, if I did, I'll do it again. I think, I can't remember which premiere it was. Uh-huh. It might have been Ultron. I don't remember. It was, maybe not, because that was 2014, but it was whenever, it was right, no, it was right after he got announced as Black Panther. Okay. So I was walking behind him at one of those, whatever the premiere was, and I was right behind him, and, I, and he looks over, and he goes, and he sees Sam Jackson, and he goes, I'm, I'm so glad to meet you, and he's like, I look forward to working with you, brother. And it was the first time they ever met. That's incredible. I was standing right there. That's so cool. And I was standing right there next to them, watching them meet for the first time. And I said, oh, my God, this is incredible. I didn't even, I've never talked about it because it was just kind of a special moment that yeah, I had. Yeah. I thought about it, but it's like. That's a dream, dude. Yeah, it was, that's, pretty, that's, it was, pretty, that, that, it was pretty great. Oh, my and God. Hear, hearing those things, like, I know I know a lot of people, and I'm sure we'll get even good comments, but, like, yeah. there was like, oh, celebrity, blah, 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 people. They are just people, but they affect our lives because we spend so much time with them. And that was one of the weirdest things about meeting Jake Gyllenhaal. It's like, I grew up watching Donnie Darko. So I'm like, I've known this man 25 years he's just meeting me and it's just about the the perspective on stuff so it's exciting for us to see two people that we've seen and like you are your work so much of your energy comes out through these characters again the tom holland thing that we feel connected these people through how we identify with them right so seeing someone that we identify with like sam jackson meeting someone that we're new to relatively like chadwick who's left such an impact and i was such a fan of him already from from watching him as uh jackie robinson and watching james brown so like i called him jackie brown you did in an interview. I have I have the video of it. I I was I was I was like I call you Mister History. I mean, you play Jackie Robinson. You play Jackie Brown. He goes James Brown. I was like, oh shit. And he's like, it's okay. People do it all the time, bro. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I think it, I, yeah. It's it's, 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 it's one of the, it, like look, yeah. No, it was funny. I, <laughs> I want to I want to dive back into this because uh, the, the movie, but because you brought that up, there was I remember it was we were for Fandango. It was there for the Oscars, and, yeah. we're, and we're there and we're interviewing, and there's someone I was with that was that was also interviewing and they're like oh i want to get this next interview she started asking about oh well, well you did this movie this movie blah 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 um and then what i really like is the what you did for um uh, uh rushmore and this and he's like yeah he's like do you think i'm wes anderson and he's like yeah what he's like i'm tom hooper <laughs> and and tom hooper was there for the awards and was oh. not and, and i was just, and i went Oh, I just, I just, I just I did, I, dude! I did one of these. I went. <laughs> I got, not I got associated. One, I got, not associated. I, I got one worse. Batman v Superman uh, uh, interviews. Uh, Helen Hunt is there, and the only thing I can remember of her from is Twister. Incredibles. Oh, that is it. So, like, because we're talking about superhero stuff, I'm just like, you no, know, so IMDb is right in your phone, not in the middle of the interview. Well, before, because the I went in before thinking I know Helen Hunt, I'll be fine. <laughs> it's Helen and Hunt. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, raising oh, Arizona. Sh-. You never seen it? I hadn't. No, oh. I, at the time, I hadn't. All right, but all right. I, but I, but I, I just went in and I was like, I'll be fine. Oh, Helen Hunt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. T- I'm. I said. Uh, I'm, she's no, she's not. She? Okay, Helen, I was gonna. Helen, I was gonna call uh, you. Uh, no, uh, you're no, confusing you should, me you now. I know Helen. Helen Hunt yeah, from from Castaway and from. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm like. Who this is incredible. Yeah. Right. So like I she's was not, like, but she's not. That's that's a different voice. That's that's someone else. Helen Hunt is the one I'm thinking. Yes, no, from so, Raising Arizona. So Incredibles is so the same actress from so Raising Arizona. Here's where we are right now. No. Yes. No. No. So no. Helen, no. You're you're thinking of a different Helen. Helen Hunt is from Castaway and from Mad About You. That's who Helen. Dude. And this is incredible. And we're, we're, you're talking about. I know who you're talking. You're talking about Holly Hunter. 
Oh, yes. Jesus. You're Who is, Holly but Holly yes. Hunter isn't so Batman was, v Superman. Was, okay, so, so okay, I was correct. Correct. Okay. correct. Okay. She's so that, okay. in those three. Yes. Isn't Helen right. Hunt. So let's, so, <laughs> so, let's, so let's rewind. You're talking about Holly Hunter, who I'm right, was in Raising Arizona. Correct. So I was, my brain was telling me the right information. <laughs> and, and I was I, going, <laughs> she's not in that. Because I was thinking of Helen Hunt. Right, right. And I was correct about Holly Hunter, who is in Batman v Superman, yes. is also the voice of Mrs. Incredible. 100%. And Helen and I, Hunt is in Twister. So I was on Helen Hunt. You guys were on Holly Hunter. So you said the only thing you could think about was Twister, which she's not even in. I didn't say Twister. The only oh, thing I think about was oh, Incredibles. Incredibles. Okay, okay. And so I kept, I tried to tie my it's questions amazing. because it's a superhero <laughs> film. I was yes. like, how does that? And she was like, well, I played a senator. And I was like, I, I get that. But like, how does that, like, there's a different angle. She's like, gave me an answer. And then I had nothing left and four minutes left. Oh, and I was like, dude. Oh. <laughs> How was the tea? Yeah. <laughs> like, like she was like the piss tea. So what just <laughs> happened? What just happened was the opposite of oh. five degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh, but that being said, I do right. think uh, what these moments are happening frequent on this show. Yeah, now, the big so. thing you is about there. Oh my God, Helen Hunt. But what's interesting <laughs> about this whole concept, and that ties, I think, beautifully into this in this world of Spider-Man. Yeah. To bring it back to far from please, home, please, please. Um, is that we're we all talking about? We are far from home. Yeah. we're trying to have not no way home. But uh, the thing about this culture and what's interesting about watching it is we have spider-man be exposed when he's not intentionally exposed and another thing i got out of the interview is the one thing tom kind of revealed is if you have the freedom to choose to do it yourself that's another thing than having sure. it happen at you because there's preparation and he kind of teased that if he would do anything different as spider-man that's what he thinks where the character is is about like letting himself reveal it which is more the civil war thing mm -hmm. versus how it is in this movie mm -hmm. and what i think is interesting is we're living in a culture where we have these moments with these people that mean all the, all the world to us but celebrity culture shifting from like that to like tiktok and more individualized moments right. like mm -hmm. i was at this uh, this event and like uh my buddy straw had goofy and, and a few uh tiktokers i didn't know were getting stopped and like all this stuff and that was that entirely different thing about people in the audience exciting people right. and they had they chose that yeah. versus tom holland needs to have like he well, got so to let's go into that moment thing, so and then we have the so, reveal so let's go into that moment because we do i mean this is uh it's a, it's a longer one today but we so we had mysterio now who has been setting him up has this whole thing of what he wants to do. He has, a, he has a grand plan, how he has everybody ready. He's got all the drones coming out. He can't get rid of Peter. Peter's starting to figure it out. The spider sense that we were talking about is starting to be more Peter prominent. Tingle. Yeah, more prominent in yeah. this and how it's how he senses danger. And she even asked him, like, how come you can sense me hitting you in the head with a banana or whatever it was, you know? And, and he's like, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's similar when we get to Spider-Verse, how you have to like, like develop the power. Yeah. And it's also like, a, but it's more, also, it's also more about a danger. Think of it more like a muscle than I used to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Grow it. Exactly. So, so then he because he and he uses that and he and he tie it back to the end here how he ultimately takes out back and you know there's a great moment where he it's like a video game and even and Edith tells him he's like I I she, he's like why aren't you firing the drone she's like because you're in the you're in the blast zone yeah and he's like fire she's like all right and then he winds up getting hit has that whole moment he's got this whole plan because he was he's a smart dude right Holy he's cat. he's like the anti Tony Stark is really what this guy yeah. is and he and it, or. The what if if Tony Stark hadn't gotten basically well we've seen that we saw that yeah what we, if. we had that what if and he, but but if if but if he would have went to the kind of dark side which yeah. is ultimately what happens to Beck and Beck goes to the dark side but he has a plan he knows the whole plan is like if I die you upload this thing and you send it out and he's still alive 
You think he's alive? He got, clipped, no. he got clipped in the leg. It's not to say you can't die from being shot in the leg, but like if he had been shot in the chest, if he had been shot in the heart, he got clipped right on the side of his thigh. He also said two things. He said, uh, like, the last line of dialogue he has is about not believing everything you see. Like, yeah, his last right. line of dialogue. And we never saw him shoot that footage in between getting shot and not. So clearly there was an illusion going on. Now, they also, he, Edith... Is says there's no illusions present. He doesn't ask if he's alive. He doesn't right. look at his. He doesn't look at his heart. He said, or he said "Is this real? Is this real?" And he says, "There's no illusions." And so, which he's makes alive. me also think because he had to turn over Edith to uh, Beck. Beck. Yeah, I do not. I think Beck set up Edith to be like, "Yo, this is gonna go down." You can respond to Peter again, yeah. But he's put in some sort of fail safe. Because when did he film that? Him. Like that? There's so many things. He's alive. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think so. He's alive. I, I want now. You think he's alive in current in current universe, or he's alive in a different universe and comes? I back? think he's alive in Tom Holland's universe. Like, he did the not one, die. The on one that, that we were introduced. And, to. and the mm-hmm. second thing beyond the last line being like, "Don't believe everything you see." Uh, we see uh, Ralphie unplug the full 100 <laughs> percent complete <laughs> the full 100 yeah. percent completed illusion of Mysterio. So even if Beck is dead, which he's not, we have a fully rendered 3D Mysterio that can mess with things right. in the Sinister Six. Yeah, I think so Sinister Six is uh, involved. Another conversation that Winston and I had um, was about J. Jonah Jameson showing up at the end. And Winston- Dude, I, I essentially just said to Christian when I walked in, because he was watching that scene at the time, he, and it, 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 across every single superhero movie, in my opinion, that is the best casting we have ever seen out of a superhero film for a character. He's in the top three for me. Okay, that's fair. I just I think even more so than Robert Downey Jr., more so than um, you know Gal Gadot. A lot of people are saying that for her for Diana, things like that. I to me that is the most perfect casting of a character from a superhero franchise. So I only argue because uh, I think Downey Jr. made the character better in the other mediums because sure. Iron Man wasn't written well until or as well, like sure, it improved. Sure. I get that. And then my secondary would be uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool because that character was not seen as actually credible until he made the voice so sincere that the, even the snarky writing, so he improved it, whereas Jonah's always a good character. I, I get that. I if, if, if knowing that, I would literally put them in the order of J.J. Uh, of J.K. Simmons, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, and then Robert so it's Downey right there. Jr. Yeah. So and then you're, talking, you're also talking specifically, specifically actor cast to be a comic book character, comic book character exactly. version and, of and all character. three of them elevated the comic yeah. retroactively, yeah. which is incredible. I, I think there's, I mean, it's it's always kind Chris of Evans is close to. You're never going to get everybody on the same page as far as, but nobody's going to really argue much with it. But he's so good that he was cast, in, and we talked about it on the show before that he's going to be like the one character. That even if you see him in the trailer, as like that he is the same person in other universes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because where Toby and Andrew and Tom are, are the different Spider Man, he is the he's the same the guy. Great equalizer. I hope that there is one J, uh, J. Jonah Jameson who's kind of soft. So like I don't know, so I don't know if you guys watch Rick and Morty, but there's like they call him Doofus Rick, and essentially he's like super nice and kind of like so all of the J. Jonah Jamesons are assholes except for one, and he's just like, oh man, good job, Spider Man. Oh, that'd be adorable. In the Nick Spencer run that just ended, uh, Peter Parker, and so he Jonah's working at a uh, an online startup, and he hates it because he's sold out, and he had to do that. But then he finds that you can be more of like an angry, you get away with That's more blogging. So him and Peter Parker actually, he reveals that he's Spider Man, and they actually team up to take out bad guys because he uh, loves Peter so much. I'd love if that's the way they bring in JK as like one funny. of the multiverses is like I reluctantly love Peter so Spider-Man's not so bad and like <laughs> right. incorporate right. that. I really can't wait to see what he does because he's doing like an Alex Jonesy different yeah. Jonah here. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really curious about how that plays in the Far From Home universe. All right. So before we get into the last part of it, I want to see how we're going to how we're going to wrap up here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I do 
want to talk to you guys, and I don't know if Winston and, and Corey know about this one, but mm-hmm. this I had last night. Ooh. Oh, man, I love Magic Spoon. Um, so Magic Spoon is a great cereal, and when you grew, when you're growing up, cereal for us was like one of the best parts of being, about being a kid. You, you, everybody gives up cereal at one point because sugar, and it's just kind of junk that you don't think you should eat. So for me, I've been trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food, and I realize I can't really eat anything anymore. Now you can eat, drink the the, bro, the protein shakes and have drank had used the powder for like years, but finally I found a delicious way to get my protein before and after workouts. And it's a good thing. Like so, normally for the way that I've been eating, I have um, you know, I don't you don't night eating is is the is the biggest problem. So my the, my meal that I'm having right after dinner if I get hungry. Is a bowl of Magic Spoon, and this is what is included. There are, and Corey, you'll like this. There's zero grams of sugar, thirteen to fourteen grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. There's in all, cereal? Listen, only 140 calories in a serving. It is keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, and low carb. There's a variety pack, four flavors, which are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. So, what's really good about it? Uh, the great flavors in general is that it's healthy and it's delicious. This is what I did last night. I took some of the cocoa and I put it with the peanut butter one, and it you had yourself a time. It, Ooh, you and just went full. It was delicious. It was, Dude, those macros are I, crazy. I, I Fourteen was, grams of protein, for 140 calories. So I'm checking comments last night and responding to comments, and I'm just chowing down on a bowl of Magic Spoon. It was it was delicious. I really really enjoyed it. Go to MagicSpoon.com/slash/BigThing, grab a variety pack, and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code BigThing at the checkout to save five dollars off your order. Magic Spoon. They're so confident in the product, as they should be. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they're going to refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash big thing. Use that code big thing to save $5 off. Thank you so much to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. Oh, I was firing down that so we just saved five night. bucks on Magic Spoon. We saved twenty bucks on meat. Then we got to clean our butts. Like this is a very efficient system. Like yeah. I, I really respect the fact that we're eating and cleaning it's, nicely. It's here. good stuff, and I'm liking what we're doing uh, in general. So thank you to all of our sponsors here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's wrap up with this. So we know that Peter is in disarray, He's swinging her, I, again, throwing back to Zendaya. How great she is! But when, but when, when she's. When he's just like, you're gonna love this, and she's terrified. By it. Dude, and she's I, never doing that. Her, again. her little thing of so don't, well. don't text and swing. Adorable. Yes. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. soon as he's yeah. in New York, I'm the happiest. Yeah. Like I want that. Well, and, but I, the one thing I will say, Koi, because I know that that was something you were concerned about. It's like I want him to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He does that while in Europe. Like he's still the fact that he's like trying to save the tower and he can't do and it. I had a thought that, this time, which I never had, mm-hmm. was when he was on that bridge in London. Mm-hmm. I actually had the thought, like, I'd love to see him if it was in New York, and I've never had that. Where I was literally mm-hmm. like, "Yo, just put him where he belongs." And it was a weird <laughs> moment of like, it's the same actions, like you're saying. Yeah. I'm just like, I just demand a certain accent, like, and it's weird that I'm just so associative. I, I get that. I guess for me, what I took from it, uh, even again tied to the double entendre of the title, just the far from home. But he is still, still trying to hero. play the home, the neighborhood hero 
show because they're like, right. you got to stop this multiversal threat. I don't want to do that. I am on <laughs> summer vacation. I don't want this one person to drown because of the thing, but I don't, like, can I just go to the Festival of Lights with my friends? Like, yeah. do I have to fight the fire elemental? And that's like, all Spidey. I want to go to school. I want to do this. And I right. respect that. I got yeah. that. And I got that more this time, admittedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely, and, and to the talk, the identity thing at the end was tying in what I was saying before about, like, actually, like a TikTok versus celebrity. I think there is a merit in that last line of dialogue he has getting into the car. Like, it, I, do, I am still bothered by the only thing Uncle Ben we've ever seen got exploded. But he says, yeah. like, that affected me. Get the suitcase. Like, the only yeah. thing he had. But uh, he gets in the car and he talks about, like, his identity. The last thing we see before he gets this thing revealed is talking about identity. And we've got scrolls in this movie. Not a coincidence. I think chameleon. I think scrolls. I think concepts of identity. I think all of that is coming into play in No Way Home. They uh, left on that cliffhanger. I, that would be interesting to see. I, I just know that they they went. Uh, they've they've announced Secret Invasion. Like, yes. and they showed the the photo yeah. of, of Nick on set or whatever. Oh, this definitely so, ties in directly. So, I'm just saying there's I, yeah. ramifications about sure. the words identity right. and the chameleon stuff. Sure. It, it depends on how it's going to pan out. They set up a lot in this one. They set yeah. up the multiverse. So even with, in conversation, they set that stuff up. They set up potentially Mysterio coming back. They set up a lot of these. But the main thing that really we're, we're going to find here is that Spidey's on the run. And they also set up very well. The relationship now is in full swing, if you will, with uh, with MJ. Uh-huh. And and MJ, um, we see that in the new trailer. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. see that in the trailer that they have. They're cute. Well, but what the other thing, though, that plays in was from both of these trailers, the teaser and then the, the, the new one, and how it ties into this movie, was that he's falling madly in love as we see but now he's got this thing where everybody knows who he is he's walking through and they're 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 you know he's probably under investigation because of for murder or whatever it might be all these different things and now he's trying to figure out how to manage this and now dr strange wants to take this away from him and he doesn't want him to forget and now we know from the second trailer he tries to intervene and that's what screws up the spell and then right. everything so and it all, we also know she doesn't get her memory erased because her and ned are now helping out so all that plays in. I think we're set up very well from one, two, and three and how it plays in. And this is the end of that trilogy. So I yeah. think this has been set up pretty well. I agree. And and I, I think the culmination of a trilogy doesn't mean the end of Tom Holland to Spider Man, no. as the internet has been very concerned about. I don't yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. see that. No, I don't think so either. No. All right. So here's what we did. We finished uh the No Way Home. Or not No Way Home, excuse me, Far From Home, and we're getting into into the Spider Verse. And that's next week. So we will be doing a show next week. Um, we're going to be doing the last one and then we'll probably have a couple episodes we're doing a few other things leading up to No Way Home and once we do we're going to do a spoiler heavy review of that film myself uh, Coy and Winston will be doing that here so if you haven't been listening to us on Apple Podcasts please do that and subscribe hit that subscribe button hit the notifications do it let the English see you do it alright everybody see you on the flip side me Winston Coy Follow us wherever you can. <laughs> Squirrel! He's back! He's back! Oh, God, my heart.